0: Good morning, everyone. We'll give a couple more minutes for other attendees attendees to join, and then we'll start immediately.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of the entire RANSOL team, we extend a heartfelt gratitude for joining us today at our webinar focusing on robotic process automation, a cognitive data extraction for document processing. I'm Clinton, your moderator for today's session. To ensure everybody stays on schedule, our webinar will conclude in 45 minutes. We encourage you to use the Q&A session, which is right in the bottom, to submit your questions you may have during this presentation. Towards the end of the demonstration, we will address some of these questions depending upon the time. For those we are unable to answer during the webinar, we will respond via email. We'll ensure that we are getting back to you with the answers via email. Before we dive into the content, let me take the opportunity to introduce our esteemed presenters for today. Sangeet, our product manager, He has played a pivotal role in this product, and he's going to demonstrate about this product today. And Ed, our Executive Vice President, he's come with more than 30 years of experience in the industry. He's going to be our presenter today. Now, without further ado, let me hand over the session to Ed. Over to you, Ed.
2: Thank you, Clinton, and welcome, everyone. I I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us today. Uh, Sanji, you're going to run a few slides for me. So if you would, let's just roll right into the, uh, for those who don't know who Ransolve is, um, I'd like to, uh, just take a minute to kind of give you kind of a background. Um, so we're a woman owned organization headquartered in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, um, little town called Allen. Um, we have data centers, um, Uh, Our our main data center is through the Amazon Web Services out of Ohio. Um, We also have a very um, extensive network of business partners that allow us to provide um, back office or capture services such as scanning and things like that in over 150 cities in the United States. Um, So, you know, we're pretty excited about that. Uh, We continue to grow our, our partner network. And um, our end user base, primarily serving uh, government, starting at the federal. We do uh, quite a bit of state and a ton of uh, county type business all the way down to uh, local government and then medium and large um, enterprises. Are kind of our core, we work with some smaller clients, um, but I would say the majority of our um, clients are either mid-market or larger organizations. And we process in excess of 100 million pages per year, and we've been doing it for many, many years. So uh, we feel we, we've got a pretty good understanding. So we're going to do is we're going to take you into the technology now. And um what we want to do is start off by talking about you know what is CDE. It's it's our product name is Cognitive Data Extractor. Um it really is designed to take um unstructured documents, semi-structured documents, or structured documents that have been captured. Um, those could be anything from oh, I don't know, um, let's say warranty cards or any kind of information that's coming in. Let's say you have to scan those. um, And then we wanna be able to lift very critical information off those documents and not be limited uh, by by the overall cost. So we're gonna take those documents that are coming into the organization. And if they need to, in many cases, we need to classify those documents. And classifying documents are really, really important um, because a lot of the target systems require that these are separated. You know, if you, t- if you take a look at something like medical records, um, there's many, many different classifications. You know, the physician doesn't want to have to go through an entire, um, client chart or patient chart to look for the history and physical. He wants to be able to go right to the history and physical section. So if we're having to capture some legacy documents that need to be classified, one of the key things is how do we classify them? Well, it's easy if they have barcodes, right? But um, not everything has barcodes. Our technology can read the data as though it had barcodes and classify it. The other thing is for large service organizations, we have many of those folks on on a call with us today. Um, They are accustomed to having to put document separator sheets in between each one of the specific documents they have within a a file. Um, So they're having to physically insert a document um, that tells the scanner when to break a file um, through that. We can do that now um, without having that. Um, separated sheet is assuming that that lead page um, uh, allows us to have the correct um, attributes to uh, to detect that. Now, we're not going to use any kind of um, technology like zone OCR today. We don't use any zonal. The technology will be able to read that and then extract the data um, from the system. The things we extract, a lot of data entry type um, uh, information is captured in the extraction process. Um, in fact the more data that we capture the more efficient and cost effective our solution becomes so the more fields we have because we charge on a cost per document processed so it's it's not a you know cost per line or cost per field it's it's a cost per um, per page processed and then ultimately um, we have some abilities to take that data once we lift it and we need to make it actionable. We need to be able to move that data to a target system. It could be an ERP, CRM, a database, something like that. And then we may want to be able to even add additional functionality, which is part of the core product, is our ability to redact data. So how do we do all that stuff? Well CDE uses a combination of AI, uh, which is kind of the big buzzword. Now everybody's talking about AI, but it's it's heavily built into our product platform. This has been built over the last five years. Uh, our robotic process automation technology, there's machine learning, and we use um, the best engines available in the world to do things like OCR, ICR, and some of those techniques that um, run in in that process. And then ultimately, we have the ability then to take uh, and apply things like bots to that, um, robotic processes that allows us to do um validation of data that we're, we're, we're extracting or lifting so that we can go out to a database that has known data um, and connect those two um, to make sure that as it moves through the process, we, we have um, extremely accurate process. What you're going to see in our demo today is really the key to what we think and makes us, you know, extremely um, unique. And that is our ability to quality control. If you'll give me that um, next slide, we'll talk about the challenges Um, In in the challenges that you're going to find with the documents that we're talking about is typically originals. We can't control the originals always, right? People handwrite uh, information into, um, let's say, a class action settlement application. They're going to handwrite all this information in, and that's going to be mixed with printed information. How do we deal with that? The technology is going to automatically be able to look at mixed data on the same document. It might even have check marks and things like that, it's going to be able to identify that information regardless of where it is on the document and what orientation it is on the document. The other key challenge that you're going to have, especially on recurring revenue uh, or recurring projects, is that as data comes in on a regular basis, um, there's there's volume peaks that – um, can slow the processes down after you know major holidays, things of that nature. all of a sudden if you got if you got work coming in through the US mail, you get a, a big load. And um, the technology allows us to do much better load balancing and you're not relying on people. And ultimately, the resources um, necessary are one of the big challenges. If um, you, you, you all of a sudden have a, a big influx of work for 90 days and you got to hire a bunch of people to do your manual processing. And then after that 90 days, you've got to find something else for them to do or lay them off or whatever, whatever, whatever process you're doing. You're going to find that our um, solution today is going to address those types of uh, challenges um, in, in, in a very comprehensive way. We're going to talk about the benefits now of using the CDE, you know, end to end automation. So you get to process all the way through from the beginning to the end or any portion of that process that you currently do. We can apply our automated technology. You're going to get high quality output. That's really, really important. Um, and then, obviously, the cost is one of the key things. That's what we're all looking for is how do we get the benefits and increased ROI. And then, ultimately, we want to be able to make sure that the data is very well organized and secure in that process. And those are the benefits that, that we're getting. But, ultimately, it's, it's the resources that we're going to use um, and, and the fewer resources we're going to use to process large volumes of, of data. So the CDE workflow is simple, okay? Um, we take documents that come in. We don't care what those documents are. Here's examples of some of the typical types of documents that are going to come in. It can come in from email, FTP, um, uh, host applications. It can come from your mailroom. It doesn't really matter. Um, scan documents, they're imported. They could be PDFs, TIFFs, JPEGs. It, it really doesn't matter. Once we do that, we, we really need to massage that data as much as we can um so that it's clean. So if things are skewed or crooked, we want to de-skew them. It does it automatically. It's part of the, the the, the host solution. We're going to reset, remove some of the noise and blurs and things like that, so we get really nice, crisp, clean documents as we go through to process them. The technology um, is is only as good as we can make those originals coming into the system. Uh, the better they are, the more efficient it is, and the less quality control we're going to do. Um, then, if we need to apply classification, that's when the classification starts. If you don't need to do that, then we just don't configure that in the application. And that's the beauty about the platform is there's no 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 um, coding required. It's all um, um, application development um, in a um, module um, type mode. So uh, it doesn't require any kind of programmers or anything like that. We just basically configure the system based on the needs. Now, we build templates for common type applications, accounts payable, accounts receivable, all those types of applications, we have templates already pre-built. But more often than not, you're going to come to us and say, Hey, we got something that we do uniquely. If we can use one of those preset templates, we can take that. We can modify it slightly and then we can get the output exactly the way you need it. But ultimately, we can, we can, um, um, design those templates very efficiently um, to get you off the ground and going. Then, obviously, the extraction and redaction. If you need redaction, redacting is going to take that sensitive information, and we can uh, identify a Social Security number, a credit card number, an account number, date of birth, something that's that's uniquely sensitive to a document that an end user, um, we may want to restrict them from, from seeing. Or it might be a court case. You know, sometimes you're dealing with, with clients that, that it's been, um, you know, a, a judge has is, is determined that, you know, all the information um, in this particular area needs to be redacted. We can automatically redact that data. It's, it's part of the core application we're going to talk about today. And then, uh, obviously, we can route the documents. We can do a straight-through pr- um, process, assuming that the um, data that we're we're lifting has a high confidence level. If, it, if, if there's any question, then it would go to a quality control operator. We're going to demonstrate the efficiency. We have a brand new UI that we, we just uh, over the last couple of months have released um, that is much more efficient than the previous one, which was efficient, but we've, we've now made it even more efficient. And then obviously we need to be able to export the data, and when we say export it, um, not only can we export it to databases, but we can actually integrate um, that into existing core applications. You may have something like Salesforce or some other platform. We're able to take and uh, integrate our our our. Our platform um, seamlessly into that that core end product, and then um, deliver it, um, you know, in in any fashion you want, um, onto the the web or um, ERP or whatever you have. So here's a quick uh, use case study. Um, this is. Kind of just to help everybody, so that when you see the demo, you kind of know what's going on. I, I decided to add this in because I think it will help everybody. On the right hand side, you're going to see kind of a some sort of an application form. Uh, if you if you know that there's machine print, hand print. There's a a variety of data. Um, There's check boxes. There's signature blocks down at the bottom. Um, The technology we're going to demonstrate today is going to go through and define all of that data. It doesn't matter that it's all handwritten and mixed. Um, We have the the ability to read all that data um, and it it knows that if it's looking for names, it's going to identify that name. Also, by using bots, we could say that name has to match an existing name or account number has to be an existing account number or social security number needs to be an, you know, an actual nine digit, um, number, not, you know, if it's, if it's less or more, it's going to, it's going to flag it. To an operator automatically, it, there will be no choice for it to, to move through the system um, if it if it doesn't have um, the correct data, and it can compare and contrast that that information. So, this is the key right here. It's our it's our quality control on the right hand side, where the fields that were selected by the application. This is the data that needed to be um, lifted or recognized you see that blue line that's going through uh, Sanji when he demonstrates that's going to move as he slides up and down the right column. Um, we got the application name, uh, water access code, email, social security number, all that information. It will automatically scroll the image to the left and actually point to um, the specific data that it lifted so you can compare. And you can see on this one, the email address, the software wasn't confident that it got it right. So it flagged it with that triangle. Um, He'll explain how that, how all that works. And then down at the bottom, you got on the lower left, you can move to exception processing. If there's some reason we need to move that over to exception processing, it can be moved. Um, You can park the document. Uh, An operator is working on the document. They can say, "Hey, I need to take a break, um, or it's lunch hour, or whatever." They can park the document when they come back. That that will lead or bring them back to the exact spot that they 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 left on. The software will also automatically assign work to um, to operators, so you can you can have as many QA operators as you want. One of the key things we're going to talk about today is you, as an organization, can have your own people. Um, Doing the quality control at your your location, or you can contract with Ransol in our services division. That's what we do as an organization. On our um, document management division, um, we can actually provide that as a service for your organization or for your clients, um, and then ultimately submit and move to the next um, record that uh, needs to be uh, quality controlled, which would be the lower right right button. Okay. So and then the last thing is reaction. Um, if you need redaction, that's great. It's it's available. If you don't, we just don't we just don't deploy that as part of the um application that you set up. But what's interesting is the technology can go and find all the instances of whatever you're looking for. It can be dynamic or it can be static. Static is fixed, it, it is always exactly the same. Something that's dynamic could be like, let's say a phone number, it doesn't always have the parentheses it can be you know maybe three dash three dash four um or social security numbers can either have or not have um the dashes in it it doesn't the software doesn't care we're going to set that as a dynamic and then there might be some other stuff that's that's uniquely um different but things like date of birth um passwords that, that all that information can be automatically redacted for your clients on demand. um, Should they, should they need that, uh, that technology redacted? If you don't, it's, it's there, it's available. It doesn't, you can't remove it. It's part of the, part of the application that that we um, deploy. All right. Now it's time for Sanji to kind of show you some of this magic. And uh, after that, then um, we're going to move into some Q and A at the end. And for those, um, attending today, we're also going to allow you to um, have a um, complimentary proof of concept. So what we're going to do is demonstrate that we can actually do this technology with your documents. So if you're interested in doing that, there'll be a question at the end. You just click on that and then we'll set you up and um, we'll kind of go through a one-on-one um, to give you that proof of concept to prove the technology out in your case, not, not what we're showing you today. Sanji.
0: Hey, thanks, and thanks for the detailed explanation of the product. I'll jump on. So, as Ed was explaining, um, Transl Cognitive Data Extra is a web application. So the advantage is that if you if you have a desktop application like a legacy system where you uh, systems will you have to deploy it in every machine where the qc users or the product managers are working whereas web application you can you can access it from anywhere so everything is web so there is no uh, desktop inv- desktop application involvement or any operating system you are using so we have a built-in uh, user access management. Uh, I'll right now login as one of a role. so you, you if you want you want to restrict it to different. for example, if you want you don't want everyone to process documents. you just want few people to only QC restriction. We have an inbuilt user access management where you can uh, you know allow users based on their roles. I'll log in as one of the role as a process owner immediately after you log in you'll uh, it will be provided with the dashboard screen it will it will display the process that the processes that are trained and configured for that particular user for for example for this user there are three processes under this process three processes we have already processed 378 documents in seven different batches batches are combination of documents processed at a time for example you might process 50 documents in a batch sometimes you will process 100 documents in a batch it can be the batch processing can be in different can be done in different ways i'll explain it later let me click the process and you will see the list of process that the user have access to or uh, uh, or where they can process documents so in such example what ed was explaining is water registration form here if i jump in and see the documents of this process you can see all the documents that are processed and you have different you can see different statuses in uh, in each of those documents that are already processed uh, status qc pending means that the extraction have already been completed but uh, it is pending for qc reviewers to approve and assigned means it it was already taken up by one of the one of a qc user but it is still Uh, pending with them to approve it and submit it was already approved by uh, user one of a QC user have already approved that all the document is fine so let me open any one of the document that was already processed this is our view would your QC uh, station would look like whereas in the right hand side you would see a applicant name uh, which means all the fields that are already extracted you have a blue line that will point out where this field is actually in the document the left hand side so this will be very helpful for QC where where they don't have to you know search for data where it was actually extracted you are saving time for the QC where they just have to go and click on the point and it will point out where this actual data is extracted through the uh, through the you know product. So we also have right hand side there is a indicator green you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, red green means our system we have in inbuilt accuracy predicted which can uh, predict uh, the the accuracy of the extracted data. Our system have a uh, built in AI algorithm to uh, detect w- how much confident we are about the extracted data. So and there is a we also have a, a flexibility in altering this threshold for example the documents are of different types you know you know structured you might have printed documents where data you know where it actually comes from where you can set a high confidence threshold of 97 anything below that goes into you know review so above that should actually be approved so and whereas you have very poor documents where you expect a lot of anomalies a lot of mistakes happen like probably documents from 1940 or 1950 where the 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 text would be in a handwritten format. You can control, reduce the threshold to have, uh, you know, where we want to review even for the lower uh, confident uh, fields. So the red means that our system thinks, it extracted something, but it thinks the QC reverse should focus and then approve them. So here, if you think, if you see the uh, email IDs, it's a little bit blurred towards the end. So it, uh, even though it extracted correctly, it, it indicates that something's wrong. And also, uh, if you see address, these are two different lines. We are able to combine them together into one. Uh, let me uh, let me show a few more samples. I'll jump into batches. Batches view will display all the recent batches already processed for these three processes. So for, again, getting into water registration form, uh, you can see, if, let me open, different sample. And then you can see we were able to extract not only the data of handwritten and typewritten, we were also able to extract signatures and we can point out where we we, uh, we have a uh, we have train we have an inbuilt signature detection model where we are trained with multiple data based on our experience, where it can predict, it can differentiate between a cursive writing document. It can be a very uh, vintage cursive writing uh, data and it can be a signature. We Our system has a very good accuracy in differentiating between a cursive and signature. So you'll have a better case in signature detection as well. At the same time, we also have barcode detection. It, it won't even, it, it doesn't, not just, you know, uh, predicts where the barcode is, whether the barcode is available, it will also extract what, the data that barcode indicates. So it will be very helpful for a, any documents where you need to know the numbers in the barcode. And we also have a, a checkbox deduction where it will say uh, the differentiator in, in our checkbox deduction is that. Uh, you can see if you if you have trained our system to predict a checkbox, it doesn't only uh, know uh, extract whether that particular checkbox is detected or not. It will also extract what actual values ticked uh, for that particular uh, question or for for that particular context, right? So everything is, uh, we have separate machine learning models, trained available for each of these different components for uh, OCR, for ICR, where we, we also use both OCR and Vessel Intelligent Character Recognition, as well as we have separate services for signature reduction, checkbox detection to have uh, as much accurate, accurate data as possible. So we also have uh, at the bottom, as Ed was explaining, you have different options to move this queue to different people, where if you think, uh, you, you think this document was processed wrongly in this process and you want the manager or the qc manager the process owner or the person at the upper level want to review you can move it to exception so you have these options as well getting back into extraction document so here uh, we the we have an inbuilt auto queue system so uh, if you are doing a manual processing you have a you have a problem of allocating Documents to different QC reviewers and then collecting back towards. So that's a that's a process where you you spend some time for the, for the managers they would spend some time to allocate. So we have an inbuilt queue system where any person any QC user that logs into the system and clicks on extraction they'll get the next available document that are not yet picked up for review. So it it auto allocates document to all QC users. So they so you you don't have to people allocate documents for review. So we we are managing this workflow. Within the uh, do- document processing as well. And also, you have options to export. For example, you want to see the overall output so far reviewed, uh, extracted, and submitted. Uh, you have an immediate option of Excel, and also we have other options to integrate with. You know, uh, through robotic process integration, you can move documents to any destination systems like ERP, CRM. So we, we uh, the integration is already built in within the system. So in the Excel, you can see the uh, uh, extracted output right away. You don't have to wait for a job to run nothing. So you will see all the output that are processed and submitted, review, and also know the status of each of those documents. So how do we process these uh, documents? We have multiple options. One is that you can upload documents directly into the uh, system through file upload, through zip files. Or you can, uh, we can uh, configure different FTP systems. Uh, We also have open APIs for example you have a scan scanner system and you uh, you want to integrate it with our product we have open apis available once with the uh, proper authentication proper li- proper license it can be easily integrated uh, if you have open apis available in in your scanning systems or any legacy system with additional api capability or if there is in, there is no api capability we can custom design to integrate with your solutions with your devices or hardware anything on top of it, I would also like to show a few more capabilities, like uh, the capability of how our system can perform at very low-quality documents. For example, this is an open-county record. It comes from very old uh, data. If you see the instrument number, this, this was actually, you can see it's not so legible. Uh, it's handwritten. Our system was still able to capture them and mark them. It's a bit lower than the usual expected quality, so that the reviewer can confirm it's working, uh, the extractor output is good. And also, few more samples, I would say is, yes. so you can see this is some example of very noisy document. You can see, uh, you, you can see the lot of noise is going in during the scan process. Our system still able to differentiate between the noise and the numbers as a human can differentiate. Right? So we have an intelligent system that, can, and that doesn't only use OCR. We also use ICR based on the quality of the document that are processed. Regarding the orientation, our system, uh, 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 this is a very unique option, whereas if, if you have documents of different orientation in the same document. For example, this this example, you have orientation of different types in the same document itself. Our system was still able to capture data from uh, 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 multiple orientation in the same page. So for example, vertical, horizontal, anything. So we can rotate and capture whatever way uh, the data can be aligned in in a page. So it's all about the extraction. Let me quickly give a glimpse about uh, you know redaction part. So I'm logging and moving into one of uh, batches that is processed for redaction. So you can see, uh, let me open one redaction document that was already processed. This is a QC station of a redaction component. If you see, this is a document. It, it highlights what are the data that needs to be redacted, that was trained to be redacted so if i hover over any of these boxes i will know what data we are we have trained this for example if our system detected this need need to be redacted if you hover, it will give the context of what we are redacting in that place this is social our system detected the product detector that is a social security number that uh, that the client want to redact and also date of birth uh, age so these are not pattern-based matching so we we don't do any pattern or zonal based matching as ed was explaining these are custom uh, artificial intelligence models built to detect different patterns. If you give, we only give the type of data that need to be acted as date, our system is cognitive enough to detect any date that can be of different formats, not necessarily in one pattern. It can be of different patterns or it can be of, it could be written in, you know, like a human would write it down. Our systems will still be able to detect them. So we use for each entities that we are recognizing like date, zip codes, address, names, these are not pattern matching or any zonal matching. We use uh, best in class artificial intelligence models that we custom train to detect with highest quality. So this is redaction, we also have option like preview. So once you click preview, you will see how the document would look like after redaction is applied, like in the, in the extracted, in the, in the redacted output. So so that you can, if you want to adjust the uh, uh, position or changes you can do. And also we can, we have configuration system to change the colors, whether you want to go with yellow or black or blue we have those capabilities as well. Finally, let me move to reports. Reports is where, you, you, for example, you you are a manager. You want to know what is the status of water registration form and where we are with how many uh, documents process and who is working on what part of it. You'll have a complete report of it. You also have options to export it in Excel format and then review it. So it will give you all the details of when this particular documents picked up, when it was actually completed. Uh, so all those detailed information, like it was picked up uh, six hours before it is taking some time, you can take uh, immediate actions to uh, make sure it it was done in time. Uh, I I think I've uh, pretty much covered. If you have anything, please add on.
2: Yeah, I appreciate. I thought, I think you did, uh, I had a couple questions, but you wound up hitting them anyways. Um, So I think that's really good. Um, One of the things I want to explain to everybody is that, um the technology we're showing you today is it can be deployed in a number of different fashions so it's all hosted on aWS as our primary methodology um and there's there's a lot of reasons why we do that um but um as as an organization, if you're a reseller um you actually have the ability to. Uh, If if you contract with us to resell this to third party, if you're if you're an end user, uh, your organization can contract with us directly and we can deploy this. Um, And then um, there's some folks out there that may uh, even want to consider the ability of white labeling the the product as well. So all those are going to be available. Um, But I think at this point, um, just because we I think we only have about 10 minutes left, I'd like to take three or four questions um, uh, from the audience. Um, Clayton, can you, um, do we have any questions, first of all?
1: Uh, yes, Ed, we do have quite a lot of questions. So thank you, Ed and Sangeet, for sharing a valuable insights and expertise with us today. Your presentation has been enlightening and thought-provoking for us. Uh, we had a lot of questions, so I'm just going to throw a couple of questions. I picked a few of them. So uh can this platform integrate with external systems like our salesforce crm and erp platforms?
2: Yeah, I think we kind of covered that a couple of times. Um you know, it we have open apis and I think um Sanjeev talked about open apis. Um the level of integration is going to de- be determined by, you know, how deep you you really need that um data to go and we you know we, we have a highly technical organization. Um, part of what Ransolve has is a couple other divisions. One of them is software development. So in a case that we have to do some custom development on the product can we own this product entirely. Um, so we have the ability to really kind of develop this into any kind of platform that's out there and, um, for your organization, so I, I think that's that's probably the best way to answer that question. Sanji, do you have any anything you want to add add to that? Sanji, did you hear me?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think you pretty much covered everything. So we have APA capability as well as RPA capability, where uh, you have uh, you can where if you have API, uh, open API, Conception available, you can use the APA part or if you have, uh, if you don't have anything of, of EFA, APA sort, you only have websites, we also have RPA components that can interact with your
1: system. Okay. Hey, so there was a couple of questions on the volume and capacity. So what is the daily processing capacity of this product? Okay, that's an awesome
2: question. Um What's interesting is we, we can run this on multiple servers. Um, so on a single server, I think the number is like a half a million pages per day, but it might be higher. Sanji, what's, what's the actual high end, um, capacity? I know it, 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 it depends on how many engines we're running and how much data we actually have to lift and the quality of that, that stuff. But if, if it's, if it's, you know, Pretty standardized stuff what 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 kind of numbers can we look at?
0: yeah, so we have a concept of parallel processing parallel engine processing, which was designed to process large scale process at large scale, so we have battle tested internally with our documents to process seven hundred thousand pages per day up to one million as well, so the minimum bad that we can reach up to seven hundred k and also we if we have more efficient uh, infrastructure we can extend up to 1 million as well so uh, so this is battle tested within our internal projects so.
2: okay so that's that's the actual um physical processing one of the components that's going to going to play into that is um the level of quality control that you're going to want to apply to it so and again um you can utilize your internal folks to do your qa um or you can contract with ransolve um to um, assist with that as well. If you have large volumes that that require, um, you know, quite a bit of heavy um, quality control or quality um, assurance, um, we can help you with
1: that. Okay. okay. So let me just pick a couple of more questions. I think we are getting while we are talking, we are getting a lot of questions. So the other question is: uh, Is there any offline capability, like running it on premise? That's one of the questions like, I got it.
2: Uh, Sanji, I'll let you just go ahead and start with that
0: one. Yeah, so we have, so we we have the capability of deploying it in on-prem, so where you don't have, you know, options to uh, deploy where you have a restriction of re- running it within a LAN network or local area network. So, but the difference is that you will not get the efficiency of daily throughput that we were talking about in the earlier question, right? So, so it based upon the infrastructure that you set up for for the product to uh, know. A product to run, right? So if you have uh, it de- completely depend upon the infrastructure that you're providing for the on premise environment, right? So uh, there'll be a, a drop in the efficiency, but yes, but you can, if you want, you can deploy it in on premise.
2: Yeah, I think we had uh, a couple of our, our clients. Um, we had one that was at federal federal level, and they actually had no access to the internet, um, but we were able to. Um, Configure a platform so they could do it on-prem on one of their servers uh, on-site uh, for a particular client to meet the needs that they had for that that particular customer. Um, but if you want to do on-prem and we have access to the um, to um, some some outside um, technology, um, we can we can get most of the the advanced engines um, to deploy uh, as efficient as our. Hosted models are on AWS.
1: Okay. Uh, do we have time for one more? Uh, yes, we have a lot of questions, so let me just pick one. One more, considering the time. Uh, so this is on something about cost saving. So on average, what cost saving can be achieved through this solution? That's a question.
2: Yeah, I mean that's 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 a uh, and I knew that was going to eventually come up. Um, wh- where's the cost saving? So a couple things um, are key it's where there's a lot of manual processing either in doc classification or document type um, uh, huge savings there because it's very subjective. And that's part of the problem you have when you, when you run um, organizations, I I did a project a a number of years ago uh, in Minneapolis with a, with an organization that uh, had healthcare records and they had um, eight or 10 um, manual operators and they had to sort the, 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 the the charts. Um, and I was doing an analysis with them and, and, and we were looking at document types and I said, well, what's this one? And I literally, the folks that were there started arguing about what they actually thought a document was with what type of document was, Um, what's interesting with, with the software, um, it, it's going to develop the we're going to give it rules on what it's looking for so it can decide what it thinks it is. And then, and then it'll have a confidence level. So we kind of eliminate that as one of the components. The other component is, um, you know, is, it, people have bad days. Um, software doesn't tend to have a bad day unless it, it's completely not working, but um, it's when people are making subjective decisions, um you, you get even on data entry, you know, I'm not sure exactly what it is. So that's why we do blind double key uh, in a lot of cases. And we try to eliminate that um, or, or, or physical errors. Um, technology has gotten extremely um, better over the years. Um, but, you know, there's always got to be some level of, of interaction. So the cost is going to be dictated by that. The big cost savings is when you got to lift a lot of data from a single single page. I got 10 lines of data. I don't have to pay people to to do data entry. It's not real clean, so I can't just do straight up OCR and and lift that data. That stuff's easy. A lot of people can do it. Um we're not we're not trying to replace that. We're talking about the more difficult information that is in semi-structured and unstructured forms so we only we only charge for the for the pages or images that we process so if it's a multi-page pdf three-page pdf and the first page is what we have to recognize and do everything with and that's the only page we have to and we're lifting a, a bunch of data we're charging you for what we're doing on so we're going to charge you for that page and it's a single page no matter how much data is coming off of it one field or a hundred fields it doesn't matter you're going to get uh, a single single charge so there's, there's there's quite a bit of cost savings but i will make one final point is that the technology does not always fit every application ransolve um it, we we process hundreds of millions of pages annually and we recognize that sometimes uh, you, you might get a process that comes in it's it's a project and it's a short term maybe it's 150 boxes um i can probably separate that, classify and index it before we could ever get the technology set up to um, process that in, in any kind of an efficient manner. Um, recurring work is really good or very large projects, you know, probably somewhere um, in a neighborhood of over half a million pages or more um, probably starts to lend itself to utilizing the technology. But recurring projects or recurring um applications like accounts payable accounts receivable um warranty card processing in government there's a whole bunch of government uh applications you know you know processing driver's license or you know um you know i don't know titles uh mortgage processing things of that nature where it's a large volume a lot of data that's coming in um this this technology lends itself extremely well to those types of applications but a one-off 25 box or, you know, a couple hundred thousand pages, it's probably better just to either um, do it internally or use an organization like Ransolve to help you um, lift the data and process it the way you need it so you can get it to your target system uh, very efficiently. Hopefully that
1: answers the questions. Um, I'll turn it back to you, Clinton. Yeah, Uh, thank you, Ed. I I mean, we do have a lot of questions considering the time Uh, I'm stopping with that four. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today in an informative webinar. We greatly appreciate your presence and an active participation. Thanks for all the questions. As I mentioned before, we will drop an email uh, with our answer uh, via the email. As a token of gratitude, I have sent you a poll, request you to please participate. Uh, please send your valuable feedback and insights uh, of this webinar to Ed. Uh, I'm sure all of you would have Ed's email. Once again, we express our sincere appreciation for your time and contribution. We look forward for your continuous support like today. And hope to see you all in the upcoming event. Thank you all. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks, Cleo. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.